Welcome to Inside Yorkshire with Susan, bringing you intriguing details about the lives of people here in Yorkshire. So, come on in and join us. Hello, Susan here, Inside Yorkshire. Now today, I'm in Hudson House in Reef, and I'm sitting with Malcolm Crease, who is Swaledale Festival Director or Artistic Festival Director, aren't you? Is that, like is that the right title? Yeah, Artistic Director, it's a bit of a mouthful. Okay, yeah. Artistic Director. And Swaledale Festival has been running, I think, since the 1970s. Have I got that right? You have. We thought until quite recently that it started in about 1978. And then somebody sent us... Uh, some newspaper cuttings um, with pictures and, and captions saying these are musicians warming up for the Swaledale Festival and they were dated 1972 so we now know that it's a bit older than we thought. 72? 72. 72 so we have a 50th anniversary coming up in a couple of years. Right. Um, so how long have you been involved with it Malcolm? Uh, well I've been the artistic director, f- I think I'm in my 13th year, I started in uh, 2007 um, and in, I think in that year I came and played in the festival because I'm a musician the rest of the time. And I'm not yes, I saw that. You're actually performing in this next one, aren't you? I am, yeah. I sometimes do and sometimes don't. You mm. know, it depends. Sometimes and and I, what is it that you play? I play the double bass. Double bass, yeah. okay. So that's how I've earned my living for most of my adult mm. life. And um, and I had played in the festival, I think, once in the, uh, in the 90s and then again in, I think, two, 2007. And I kind of got to know the place a little bit fell in love with it of course like mm. you do and then the job came up and somebody kind of tipped me off and said would you be interested in this job and, and eventually I decided to have a go and I was interviewed with lots of other people and you know got lucky I guess it's supposed to be a part-time job it's kind of grown it's now <laughs> pretty much a full-time job well I, I realize I mean some people will maybe think oh it's it's a two-week festival and that the work behind it all maybe isn't all year round but I know having spoken to you after last year's finished it's a case of right now we're straight back onto it a small respite and straight back onto it organizing the next one because it's a phenomenal amount of um, admin that needs to be done in order to make it happen yeah definitely it never stops actually there isn't a respite period by the way not even a couple of days because (laughs) not at all because after the festival finishes there's masses of work to do you know paying people writing reports um, clearing up um, you know moving equipment around and packing it all the way and 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 lots of you know lots and lots of work at the end of the finishing it there isn't isn't really (laughs) my apologies then I thought you'd at least maybe (laughs) I thought you'd at least maybe get a week off at the end no no no. absolutely not no it's crazy busy (laughs) no I didn't think about that Mm. yeah it does go on throughout the year I've you know this this year's festival was I finished programming it at I don't know October or something like that and I'm well into next year's and a few things for the year after next as well already booked in yeah you have to kind of think quite a long way ahead there are people putting tours together, for instance, you know, maybe two years hence, and you have to grab things like that when you can and, um, and book people in. So, yeah, it, it's it's just an ongoing mm. thing. So it, it's mainly in Swaledale, Wensleydale and Arkengarthdale? Yeah, it is. That's really mm. our, our area, which actually is an area of about 900 square miles. It's right. quite a large area. And as you know, there's not a lot here. It's a lot of <laughs> empty moorland and hills and beautiful valleys, but... It is a big area, uh, the second biggest in, mm. in, in all the festivals in this country. I think the Lake District Summer Music Festivals is the bigger area, but okay. otherwise we're the biggest. And 
we occasionally stray out of that area. You know, we've been to Barnard Castle a couple of times. And not too far. <laughs> but not too far, no. Um, mm. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a big and beautiful place. And the venues that you use, um, you, um, you have churches, um, yeah. village halls, as well as larger places. I mean, Influence Church in Richmond's quite big. I know you've got something on at the Georgian Theatre, haven't you? Yeah, the Georgian Theatre is an amazing place, the oldest working theatre in the country, and, mm. and that's a very special heritage mm. building, and we're very, very fortunate to, to be able to use that as a venue each year. And also over in Leyburn, um, tenants at the auction rooms. That's quite. That's a large venue, isn't it? That's the largest room in the region by a long way. Seven hundred. Six fifty. Yeah, about oh, six fifty. Right. We yeah. can get in for that. Uh, so that's twice as big as the biggest church, for example. Yes. Um, most of our venues, as you say, are churches and very much part of the character of the festival. Really, the little village churches and mm. and village halls. Um, so we use the, the larger venues quite sparingly because uh, we don't want to change the character of the festival mm. I think people a lot of people come especially for you know the the landscape and the beautiful villages and the, and the churches and, and that's very much you know it's where we started and that's mm. very much part of the, the festival's character and it's not just the music is it because you have guided walks um there's the this festival start, kicks off with a bank holiday weekend in in may um three days of fun for families <laughs> yeah we have yeah we thought we'd kind of push the boat out for kids and families this year so the first three days as you say kite flying and kite making on the green and the huge huge teepee tent with storytelling going on for kids and uh a Kaylee and some clog dancing and all sorts of things mm. um, in the fun uh, yeah it's it's a that'll be fun most of it's free which helps um there is a lot of other stuff in the festival other than music uh, it mm. was traditionally a music festival um I, said, I think since I've been here, I've broadened it out a lot. There, there, you know, there's drama, theatre, dance, poetry, lectures, workshops, mm. exhibitions, art projects, you know, all sorts of art forms other than music. But I guess the bulk of it is music. And probably two-thirds or three-quarters of the festival is music-based. And quite a variety of music, too. Yeah. I yeah. know um, we um, I interviewed um, Jim Jack from Forum. I know they... They um, they're starting, I think, on the first day of the festival, aren't they? That traditionally they seem to do that each year. Yeah, they always do something in the festival, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they're, they're very much part of the, the furniture here. You know, the, 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 I suppose the keepers of the flame of Swaledale <laughs> folk music, and uh, it's marvellous to have them every year. Um, yeah, again, I think I've broadened out the, the the range of music since I've been here. It was traditionally a classical festival, and it, it is still the core of the, the music mm-hmm. program is still vaguely speaking classical I mean that, that covers quite a lot of you know, but we've got the brass bands as well but brass we? bands absolutely mm. a lot of local people play in brass bands and they're very much part of the festival local choirs but there's also a big element of folk music and world music particularly mm. world music these days whatever that is I mean it's it could again it could be almost anything we have yes. this year for instance we've got Chinese musicians Indian musicians uh, one or two African musicians South American musicians uh, Canadians, Belgians, all sorts of people coming from all so over the world. So quite international then, really. Yeah, it is. Mm. It's become an international festival, really. And and also you um, you also feature um, young artists platform as well, don't you? Yeah, I started that in my first year here. I just thought well, it would be really nice to, to feature young artists and, and give them a platform that they might not ordinarily have. Often they're, they're youngsters who are on the way up uh, who aren't yet known widely um, and mostly musicians but again we have um, mm. artists you know, mm. visual artists on our young artist platform as well 
Um, and quite often I, I, I try to invite them more than once to the festival as they kind of grow and as they mm. develop a career, um, give them a little a little nudge every time. And, and it, it seems to work, it seems to be helpful. And we've had some notable successes, some musicians particularly who, who have come here as, almost as children and, um, and turned out to be really, really top musicians. Mm. Um, so I think it's an important thing to encourage young people to... Definitely. ...to play in public and, and get the experience they need. Now, I know that um, when this goes out, I mean, I... I think at the end of this month you're going to be you start you have friend, friends of the festival don't you yeah we the friend scheme it basically is, is a way of um a way for people to support the festival and, mm. and help it continue like a membership yes it's a membership thing you, you join you pay a, a membership fee every year and you get various benefits and one of the benefits is you get to book tickets a little bit a week or two before everybody else does mm. um and our, our friends actually really keep that I mean they, they play a huge part in keeping the festival going their income I think is the second biggest source of income after ticket sales and uh, without them it would be a poorer festival it's as simple mm. as that you know they really do keep us going they're our regular customers they're also the people that buy the most tickets so they really are people who are very close to the festival and, and love it and, and support it year after year so we're very grateful to that to those people um, and I guess maybe some of them are the volunteers that help actually run the events too, are they? Absolutely. They, uh, many of them are volunteers and um, we have, I think, over 100 volunteers that, that help okay. with things like stewarding events, transporting artists, um, putting people up overnight and, and, and that kind of thing, putting, distributing brochures mm. and leaflets and things and putting up posters. So the volunteers are very much part of it. We have a very small um, professional staff, just four of us that work throughout the year part-time and during the festival we bring in three or four professional kind of sound you know stage people and sound engineers but you know mm. people that do people all the technical that, yes. stuff and run around in vans delivering things and setting <laughs> things up and uh so it's a it's a pretty small professional team i have a, a board of trustees because we're a registered charity um it's governed by a board of a volunteer their volunteers too that mm. get paid the trustees they're brilliant they all do a lot of work in the background um and then the volunteers, the rest of the volunteers, there's a whole army of them. And without them, we, we wouldn't be able to operate at all. You know? No. Could, would you mind if, if we just go back a little here? When the festival actually started, mm. um, I think it was um, it was Dr. Bull and Trevor and Emma Woolston, I thought. Were, no, were they the ones? That's what's on the website. Yeah. Ah, not, not anymore. It, it, it changed a lot. it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be now. It, it, it's, uh, that's what we thought. They, we it was thought that, that 78, started. was yeah, it? Yeah, I think so. Mm. Something like that. And, and we thought that they started the festival. I think they might have revived the festival, but it did start mm. a lot earlier. It started with a quartet, a string quartet called the Delmay Quartet, and they mm. played... Well, they, they put on a little course, a weekend course in the summer for, I think, for students up in Muka. This was in 1972, in was it? 1972. Mm. Well, I think it might even have been a year or two before that that the course started. Mm. And then they, they put on maybe one concert, and then that led to two concerts. And then they thought, hang on, this, this could be a festival. <laughs> Let's call it Swaledale Festival. So it may have, it, the course may have started a year or two earlier, mm. actually. But the festival it got its name in 1972. And I'm not sure if it happened every year at that stage. I don't think it did. No. Um, but, but, yeah. It's grown. It's grown to be quite a large event. And I think for yeah. the area, um, I would imagine, well, having been involved in the holiday industry at one point, trying to get booked in somewhere, people who want to come and get their tickets then need, 
it, it's some it's a lot of business for the local um, the local hotels and um, hostelries. It is. It, it brings in. We're not exactly sure how much, but we did a study a few years ago, and if we scale that up in line with um, the, the way that the festival has grown, it, it, we, it looks as if we bring in more than a million pounds in tourism income in a fortnight each year. Mm. Um, that's not substantiated. It's a li- there's a little bit of guesswork involved in that, but a few years ago uh, we had a, a figure, I can't remember what it was, but it, that it's got to be around about a million pounds or more. Uh, and half of the people as you say, uh, that come to the festival, buy tickets, come from elsewhere. They come here on holiday, especially for the festival, and they need to be accommodated somewhere. Mm. And they stay in hotels or guest houses or rent cottages or bring tents or whatever. The other half are people who live here. So, yes. you know, they've already got somewhere to live. Um, and they're very important too. So, And we like to keep that balance. We want to firstly entertain, bring culture to the local people that perhaps they don't have all throughout the year. And we also want to bring new people into the area and, um, you know, contribute in that way and it, it's fabulous really as um well i'm not quite a local i've only been here just over 30 years <laughs> but um it's fabulous that if you want to have access to something like this usually because we do live so remotely you have to travel a fair distance but you're bringing it to us on the doorstep which is um i'm sure vastly appreciated by the local people yeah i think that's true uh, it we're very much a rural festival it, it's it's a long way to a city in any direction from mm. here. And I think it's probably almost unique. It's, it's an hour and a half in any direction to a city. Mm. That's very unusual. Um, I'm not sure if there are any other places in these islands where that's the case, actually. But uh, So you have to go a long way to, to find world-class music and art. Um, most of the time, you'd have to travel. And travelling's not easy here, is it? You know, there's not much public transport. Mm. There are a lot of hills in the way. It's not easy to get to a city and back again at night. And, uh, yeah, it's hard for people... So I think we do bring a lot of a lot of culture here, which which wouldn't ordinarily happen, and it, it makes a difference to a lot of people. I think. Yes, definitely. Um, you're starting this this year on the 23rd of May, aren't you? Yes. And running till the 6th of June. 6th of June, so three Saturdays and everything in between. Uh, we always start on the bank holiday weekend, the late mm. May bank holiday weekend on the Saturday. It always starts there. And the program is on the festival website isn't it Absolutely. but tickets can't be booked yet even Not if quite. you're a friend <laughs> no that they, they it's, it's, I think it's they, the 20 um, it's quite soon isn't it, it? quite soon yeah. yes yeah. yes probably not sure what time when if this goes out next week then um, it will almost be time for the friends to book their tickets it will. It will. and it's, shortly after that on the tickets for the general public which I think is the 9th of March yep yeah. So you, yes. Best place to buy tickets is on the website. Actually, we've got a, very, a good new website and, and a ticketing system which works really, really well. Mm. Even I can work it. But <laughs> it must be. Must and be it's easy. it's um, swalefest.org, isn't it? Yeah. Yes, is is the the festival. Yep, swalefest.org. Yeah. Everything's up there. Um, well, I, one thing as well, I, I I saw. I think you've got a fell run this year, haven't you? Yeah, we've had we, one of our um, staff members Heather is a very keen fell runner mm. um, and she yeah she does a, a, a each year a fell run event and we have a lot so of has that been each year has it because I hadn't it's appreciated last, that I think mm. it may have started last year or the year before but yeah it, it's I think she'll do one each year and it, it seems popular so yeah it's a good thing to do we've had a lot of walks um, and some mm. people are capable of running as well I, I don't <laughs> think I'd, you wouldn't find me on that I don't think I don't think I wouldn't have the 
the energy. But <laughs> do, you, do you still do the um, the walks with music? We have, yeah, sometimes. Not every year. Mm. It's a difficult one to fix that, to, to, timing everything. So that you I was going to say the scheduling appearing. and trying to get people to appear where, wherever. It's very difficult. We do it every now and then. We do one. Mm. That's quite good fun. But all the, the walks, are, we do a lot of walks, and they're, they're guided and, and led by experts in various things. You know, Local and history and... Um, history, lead yes. mining, you know, mm. um, red squirrels and things like that sometimes. You know, they're, they're all different, but themed walks mm. led by experts, and they're very popular. Definitely. So I think um, you said that you would give us some information about the upcoming events for this this year. Please welcome. Yeah, sure. Um, well, if we look at the classical side of things first, perhaps, um, there are usually some fairly big names uh, this year. Uh, all the cellists from the Halle Orchestra are coming and playing a concert, just the cellists, and that's an amazing sound, eight of them. And, and there's a lot of music written for eight cellos, and it's just breathtaking actually the cello's got such an amazing range and uh, it, it, so that'll be a lot of fun we have vocal group Voches 8 with violinist Rachel Podger and that's really really beautiful it's a thing called Guardian Angel then there's the European Union Chamber Orchestra with uh, they're playing Vivaldi's Four Seasons and, and one or two other things with some very special guests Freddie Kempf uh, pianist winner of the Young Musician of the Year award a few years ago he's playing uh, we have three of the best string quartets in the in the business um, Brodsky's, Carducci's and Sacconi quartets um, Nicholas Daniel, oboe player um, what else do we have in the classical line um, Fenella Humphreys, marvellous violinist uh, yeah, it's, there's quite a lot of classical stuff but also folk music, we have the Youngins northeast based, very popular folk trio and they're absolutely wonderful they're playing in tenants um, we have Martin Taylor, the possibly the world's best-known jazz guitarist, a solo guitarist. He's absolutely breathtaking. Uh, we have a bit of jazz this year, three mm -hmm. three jazz events. In fact, I'm playing some jazz with my trio, Acoustic Triangle, and we're going to be joined in the second half by the Sacconi String Quartet, and who we've worked with many times before. So that'll be an interesting sort of mm. crossover event with, with quite a bit of jazz, but also with some classical bits. Uh, we have a thing each year... Um, forgive the pun, the Wreath Lecture in Wreath. Oh, yes, I saw that. Spelt rather differently to the BBC's Wreath Lecture. R-W-T-H. Yeah, <laughs> our Wreath Lecture happens every year, and it's always uh, a proper lecture by, by an expert, and uh, we've had all sorts of celebrities over the years. This uh, this year's celebrity is um, is the mountaineer, Doug Scott, who was one of the first, him and his uh, erstwhile climbing partner, Dougal Haston, were the first Britons to climb Everest, and, Right. In the 60s, I think, mm. or early 70s, something like that. Yeah, maybe it was 70s. But anyway, um, one of my boyhood heroes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I think that'll be very popular. Um, lots of local uh, events. Swale Singers are doing a, a, a lovely concert this year, French music, and all the brass bands, as you, as you mentioned, um, and some local folk groups. Um, we've got Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain coming. They're very popular. They came about five years ago. And, um, sold out very quickly but they're, they're mm. just a lot of fun actually brilliant we have the poet Ben Ockery uh, doing a couple of events he's a very interesting writer he's a novelist and a poet from, originally from Africa um, but uh, lives in, in London but he, he's a, a fascinating character that'll be very interesting to hear him talk a lovely new vocal group called uh, Rupert Ensemble um, for just a five piece sort of classical vocal ensemble and uh, they're doing some settings of poetry by William Blake and Ben Ockery's going to read some poetry in amongst the music pieces. 
that'll be fun. Lots of lots of mm. events for kids, um, lots of workshops, lots of exhibitions, some brilliant exhibitions uh, around the place. Uh, there's a dance event in the oh, yes. Georgian Theatre, which is very interesting, called Numa. There's also a very funny uh, theatrical thing called the, the People Show, which is a long run. You know, they've been going for fifty odd years in, in London, East London, and they're doing a very funny piece uh, at the Georgian Theatre, which is it's absolutely brilliant. Uh, I've seen it, and it's, it's hilarious. So, what, it, what is that about then? Well, it's about three old guys who, who started a long time ago in the business, and mm. they're, they're kind of looking at where they are now and as they kind of get older and um it's it's very funny and and great fun yeah it's a very good piece actually Um, when you're talking about all of these uh, i'm thinking to myself how on earth do you actually as um someone interested in attending events it's going to be very difficult to choose you can't go to all of them well, that financially, no. Um, are there tickets enough for everyone to go to all of them? No, I think everybody should remortgage <laughs> their houses and go to everything. Really, <laughs> no, you can't go to all of them. But it's it's nice to have a choice, isn't it? Mm. Um, some people go to you know there are people that spend a lot of money and go to mm. a lot of events, and it's the highlight of their cultural year. Uh, I think it's mm. rather nice that people do that, and um, we arrange it so that you can go to in the evenings. There are quite often two things on. Um, in different different kinds of venues, some often there's one in a very big venue and one in, in a smaller mm. venue, so you can't double up on those. But um, throughout the day, there are events going on, and uh, the, the, we usually time them so that you can go to several mm. in one day. You can get from one to yes, the other easy, easily enough. And the walks are often arranged so that they end up in a village somewhere where there's a concert going on. I saw, I saw that because I looked at one of the walks I was interested in and thought, but I also want to go to see something afterwards. Mm. I think there's something like three quarters of an hour for you to recover from the walk yeah. and then go to a concert. Yeah, you can often get a cup of tea and a biscuit mm. as well in, in the venues. You know, Most of them serve something to, to yes. drink, which is quite good. So yeah, yes. you can come in with your muddy boots. <laughs> it's not one of those posh festivals where people dress up and I'm really glad that it isn't. Mm. It's very rural here and you know, people do come in muddy mm. boots after after a long hike somewhere sometimes, and you know they tie the dog up outside <laughs> church and and, uh, and come in, and it, it really is it's a very down to earth kind of mm. um, feel to the festival, yes. which which I really like. It's nice that people don't feel they have to dress up in ball no, gowns to no, go listen to the music. Um, it's quite a relaxed atmosphere. Certainly. It is, yeah, yeah. No, no, that's that's really good. So, um, can can I just say that there are some of the older population who. Well, whether they've even listened to a podcast, I'm not sure. But if um, if someone is not so au fait with the internet, where can they purchase their tickets? They, they can ring us up. Um, Do you mind giving the number? Yeah, it's, it, the box office number is, it's not open yet, but it will be open soon. Mm-hmm. 01748880019. And if it doesn't get answered, it's not manned for 24 mm-hmm. hours. If it doesn't get answered, it's worth leaving a message. Leave and a message. We'll always have somebody phone back. Um, but you can book tickets over the phone. It's 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 easier online, mm. um, but you can do it over the phone, um, or you can call into our office in Leith in Hudson House in Leith. Yes. And uh, during well, the the hours are um, that they kind it kind of steps up a bit as the festival gets nearer. Yes. But again, we 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 don't have a, a full time mm. team to man. Um, okay, so. Um... I just like to say thank you very much, Malcolm, for giving us a, a behind the scenes um, listen at how how it's all organised. It's um, it's phenomenal the amount of work that goes into this, and I'm quite surprised that there's only four of you. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> we spread ourselves thin. No, thank you. It, it is, it's fun. I'm still enjoying it after all these years. And uh, it's still growing and we're still you know, trying to make it better each time. And, mm. and I've got a fantastic team. I'm really lucky to have a team of people that I work with and they work very, very hard. Mm. Um, well, we, we look forward to the events. And um, for anyone listening, the tickets will go on sale generally on the... 9th of March, unless you're a friend, when you get advance, advance notification. So thank you very much, Malcolm. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. This is Susan signing out from Inside Yorkshire.